0: good how are you good what's up dudes i'm erin i'm nicole this is dude that's fucked up that's a fucked up (laughs) um yeah we are a podcast about fucked up things
1: yeah and all kinds of things but like deep down like deep down really we're just two best friends heart to heart talking (laughs) shit
0: talking shit always oh my god
1: you're very Sorry. free, you're very freezy. Are you closing all your stuff?
0: I am. I'm closing all of my tabs. Uh, and we'll- my Chrome, my Chrome just like f- totally fucked, like fucking shot the bed.
1: Uh oh, we're, like, we're, we're like we old, f-
0: we're old two old, we're two old biddies. Two old biddies.
1: One of us is trying to work technology. The other just printed out her notes like she always does. Cause she's, <laughs> cause she likes to read them off paper. that's me (laughs)
0: um yeah i'm my computer just uh had a had a real real hard time there for a second Uh so i'm just overworked yeah it's really doing the most right now (laughs) um yeah guys what's up how's everybody out there doing um we're uh yeah we're recording another episode today sometimes i forget when we're doing um like, new episodes that, I don't know, like, we're actually recording a podcast, and I'm just yeah, like, yeah. I always, like, I'm just like, oh, let's, let's like, have a FaceTime date, <laughs>
1: but, you know. Well, that's kind of what it is, only we have, like, a topic. It yeah. did, it did feel like that, though. Oh, well, also, we do have a FaceTime date once a week anyway. Yeah,
0: so. Yeah, just to talk about things.
1: Yeah, so sometimes it is just us, yeah, I mean, we started talking, like, Probably like 20 minutes ago.
0: Yeah. And well, we, we got to warm up. Yeah, know. we got to warm up. We got to warm up. Yeah. <laughs> any new business, Any anything at all. Girl, Mental I saw business. you
1: updated the website.
0: Yes, I put a little button on the website if you go visit it. It's uh-huh. DTFUpodcast.com uh, and there's a little button you can go click on to leave. To It'll just take you to, to iTunes. But um, while there, whilst there, leave a review. Um oh. You know, the more uh, reviews and and five star reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find our little our little our little weird podcast, our little island oasis of weirdness yeah. in the sea of other podcasts. So yeah, yeah,
1: that'd Al- be cool. Also, like, let a friend know about it. I feel like we were just talking, and Aaron mentioned a new podcast to me. I get all my recommendations
0: from Aaron. So <laughs> well, I don't have anything <laughs> fucked up. So let's just. Do you want to get into it, or do you have anything fucked up?
1: Uh, I just have one little thing. I'm cat sitting for my brother, and so I went over today just to check on them, make sure they have water, and I saw, like, I walk in, and it's, like, a little disheveled. There's, like, you know, they have, they've been tearing up this cardboard thing, and so there's, like, little bits of cardboard everywhere. I'm, like, oh. Okay, well they're having fun, and then I and then I see there's like some like this broken glass tube. It looked like drug paraphernalia. Okay, it was like weed <laughs> oil or something, uh, of my brothers, and I was like, oh great. So I like picked that up and put it in a Tupperware. I think I could have thrown it away, but I don't know. I I don't want to throw it away, so I put it in a Tupperware. And then I saw, so the kitties had like gotten into that somehow then Uh-oh. i look over and there's a whole bag of cat treats that's been shredded and they've eaten all oh, of them shit. and i was like oh these kitties got high off that weed oil and, they-, <laughs> and, and they-,
0: they and they crushed an entire bag of fucking cat treats <laughs> hell yeah
1: hell yeah and then i looked in the litter box and they had had diarrhea so oh <laughs> uh, cool
0: that's I was fun like,
1: yeah but i think i'm gonna let my mom change that <laughs>
0: rude.
1: Well, I don't know. No, I might go back today and do it, but I was like on the phone with my mom. They're like,
0: going to just shit in the house. If they don't have a clean cat box. I know, yeah, yeah. and then I you'll mean, have to deal with like cleaning a carpet, you I know?
1: know? Uh, I know. No, I, I, I was like, okay, I need to, my mom's like, uh, did you change the cat box? I was like, well, I don't think there's like extra litter, so I'd have to go buy some. But I have to go do stuff right now because we were recording. And yeah. my mom was maybe gonna go over there and let the cats out later because they like to go on the beach. They're like weird, oh weird cool cats. Yeah, they're like really cool. And so they like to like go out and like go on the beach and then they come back or whatever. And Aww. so, um, so she's like, oh, maybe I'll go over and let them out early or later. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and I should change the cat box. So I'm like. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of diarrhea, like, right in the front. <laughs> right
0: in the front You're it. like, oh, you, why did you say that? You should have been like, oh, no, I it looked fine when I was there, but you might want to double-check it. You <laughs> <laughs> should have done that. God damn it. I got to <sighs> teach you how to be, like – a grifter. I know.
1: Oh, good segue.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Not really. Yeah. Uh, how to uh, how to dodge responsibility? How to dodge responsibility? Yeah. Um, in in a smooth and um, non confrontational way. <laughs> <laughs> remain likable
1: and elusive. Yeah. But also get what you want.
0: Still seem like you're responsible. Yeah. By only fulfilling a half fast amount of your of life duties. I don't know. <laughs> like not emptying the cat box. <laughs> uh I don't know. Um, it may
1: have sounded like I just farted, but that was lotion.
0: oh I'm Putting cool, cool, lotion cool. in my
1: hands. I just don't I don't want anyone to hear it and be like, "I heard a fart on the podcast." And I'm like, "It wasn't me.
0: It was Nicole. She did. <laughs> She'd be tooting over here." <laughs> uh, She'd be we tooting." <laughs> Oh my God! Well, listen, guys, we're talking about an epic grifter today. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what a grifter is, it's a basically somebody who is a fraudster or a con artist. Yeah. Um, and it's a uh, it's kind of grifter is kind of slang for for con artist um, here in the states. That's where it originated. Oh, um, the 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 word grifter. Um, and it usually always involves getting money. Like a Ponzi scheme is a very perfect example of a somebody pulling off a grift.
1: Oh, but that's like a very organized... Uh...
0: Or, organized for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just like swindling somebody out of their money oh. um, on, on any level, really. It doesn't have to be like a low-level grift. It could be like a high-level grift. Uh, yeah. We've talked about some grifters before. In previous episodes, uh, Lou Pearlman, he was, he was kind of a grifter. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was, that that was the boy bands episode. Um, We talked about the fake Rockefeller guy.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Christopher Chichester. Yeah. But he like murdered somebody. So then he became a murderer, not just a grifter.
1: Yeah, he's a -er. (laughs) grifterer.
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a portmanteau for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's a lot of um dude grifters out there. Like men are usually like the ones that are the most high profile. Like I think of Bernie Madoff as being like mm-hmm. a high high-end grifter maybe, mm-hmm. um who totally bilked like thousands of people out of their money. Yep. Uh, which is really fucking sad. But he's in jail and He's serving his time, so when you think of like a a, a hardcore swindler, I, it's usually, you know, somebody like uh, Frank Abagnale, for example, was a great grifter. He was oh. the the main character of, or he what, he's a real person, but it was uh, the movie Catch Me If You Can, oh, with Leo, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. So just like basically pretending you're something you're not, and yeah. somehow getting money from it. Um, but since there's so many good men out there that are not good men, but like bad men, really. <laughs> who are good at grifting. Good at grifting. Yeah. You really don't hear about a lot of women doing it. But yeah. fortunately, or unfortunately, <laughs> very recently in the news, there is an emerging uh, female grifter who just got caught for fucking up big time. Ooh. And she was doing the most out there. <laughs> you guys, yeah. her name is Anna Delvey.
1: Oh, my God.
0: I'm pronouncing it like Lana Del Rey or Marina Del Rey, like all of the Californians. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, Anna Delvey.
0: Anna Delvey. Um, <laughs> well, that's not even her real name, but uh, <laughs> that's what we're going with. Her real name is Erin Aaron, Anna, I almost said Aaron Sorkin, (laughs) uh, who I fucking hate. I hate Aaron Sorkin. Um,
1: Oh, really? Do you hate the
0: dialogue? Oh, I fucking hate it.
1: You didn't like the newsroom?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Oh, I liked that.
0: I hate, I can't watch any Aaron Sorkin
1: Mm. movie. Yeah.
0: Or show. Um. It's just so exhausting, and yeah. real people don't talk like that.
1: You don't like the Gilmore Girls either, oh, which I is don't. like related. I feel like
0: no, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't with like punchy fake dialogue.
1: Mm. I like it.
0: Uh, a lot of people do. It's a pretty yeah. unpopular um, opinion, I think. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, everybody. Hot take hot. over here. Uh, boop, woop, boop, 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 boop. Boop. <laughs> Doing the hot take. Um, <laughs> well, her real name is Anna Sorokin. She's a 27-year-old lady who uh, has swindled New York City's most posh people in establishments, Ooh. like, real hard.
1: Ooh, wait till you hear this shit.
0: This is crazy, guys. She was born in Russia, and she did a lot of schooling in Germany uh, when her family moved there in 20, or 2007, when she was about 16 years old. Mm. So she graduated high school in 2011 um, from Germany, moved to London to go to art school, promptly drops out um and goes back to germany to work at a P- pr firm that like is kind of specializes in like style i guess like mm. like fashion oh, okay. um so she was like had that kind of vein of uh interest so
1: like how do i how do i learn to spin bullshit that's where she got her
0: pr <laughs> yeah
1: pr that's where she got her education
0: yeah so Then after doing, working at the PR firm for a little bit, she moves to Paris to start an internship at the magazine Purple. Now, that's like a kind of like high fashion, cool magazine.
1: Yeah, I I went to, I was like, I never heard of this. So I Googled it and I went to the website and the first thing I saw was a nipple. Hmm. So that it's like that kind yeah. of event, And then I was like, oh, oh, there's a nipple on here. And then I scrolled down and then there was like buttholes and vaginas. But they had like a necklace <laughs> draped over it.
0: <laughs> so avant garde. Like, like, <laughs> Wait, I got to go to their website real quick.
1: There's like an art. There's like an art exhibition and it was like literally there's like a butthole vagina and you could tell that's what it is and then there's like a like a long fucking swarovski necklace or some shit like in the crack draped over it and that's the photo
0: (laughs) cute okay so that nipple that's the first thing you see it reminds me of do you remember the old um the old abercrombie and fitch oh my god oh yeah this is (laughs) Yep, <laughs> that's what I
1: was that like, is. I was like, is that something else? But they're making it look like a vagina. And then I was like, no, it's a butthole and a vagina.
0: Yeah, no, it reminds me, this nipple picture reminds me of um, uh, Abercrombie and Fitch used to have these catalogs that were just like all naked.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Like, like, like 19 year olds. Tw- yeah, I was gonna say naked 20 year olds. Yeah. yeah. But so they great. look and 16. Yeah, it's creepy. But yeah. for like me at the time when I was literally 16.
1: Yeah, you're like, Ooh. it was pretty
0: cool. Yeah. I I remember my grandma buying me the the catalogue like and her like knowing she's like, Oh yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. You should have something cool like that. And I was like, Oh my god, it feels so so cool. Oh right my now. god, so adult. I still have it. I think it's like a collector's item. Oh, I, that's they awesome. Most certainly don't make those anymore. No. Um anyway. Yeah. Uh so purple magazine is where she does this internship and when she starts working there, she kind of takes on this new persona. This is when she like changes her name to Anna Delvey, um, and she just kind of changes her whole her whole vibe yeah. a little bit. Because it sounds like when she was younger, she was just like real quiet. People from her school days like don't remember her being like at all remarkable. People said she was, like, really bad at learning German. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, but she's doing her thing there. She's, like, making connections. Um, and all the while, she's just, like, getting money from her family. Like, her her parents are just, like, normal people growing up in the suburbs. They're not rich. Uh, normal blue-collar workers. And uh, her dad was, like, literally a truck driver. Mm. But – whenever she'd say, like, I need money for this, they just, like, send her money, no questions asked. Aww. Um, So, like, her parents even said in their own words, they said, uh, we always paid for her accommodations, her rent, and other matters. She assured us these costs were the best investment. If ever she needed something more, at one point or another, it didn't matter. The future was always bright. That's so fucking sad. Yikes. So she's doing this internship – But she decides she wants to branch out with her scamming because, like, (laughs) I feel like that's already kind of – you're kind of scamming your parents when you're just, like, consistently asking for money and not, like, really feeling bad about it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, So she's like, let's let's branch out. She starts dating this dude who is a, quote, futurist on the TED Talk circuit, (laughs) 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 which I don't – I don't know. What that means but yeah uh, i don't
1: know is that on his resume that's really weird
0: yeah uh, i don't know um and they they so they like go around for like two years together like showing up in like cool places swanky hotels they host like sceney dinners and this guy would like talk up his app that he was building or trying to build, and then she would always be talking about her private club she wanted to open once she turned 25 and came into her trust fund. Huh. Her trust fund that did not exist.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, uh, some people think that this futurist dude is a guy named Hunter Lee Soak, uh, oh. who is like typical tech bro who's like kind of a grifter himself. He oh. like literally was trying to make an app about uh dreams, like a you would wake up from your dream and like say what your dream was into the, this app. And then they would like aggregate it into a global database to see what kind of trends and commonalities there are with the dreams and your subconscious around the world.
1: That's kind of cool. Is it? (sighs) I mean, I feel, I mean, I wouldn't download or use it, but I feel like there are people who would.
0: And I feel like it's like that thing of where, uh, there's like three things you don't talk about in mixed company, money, politics, and your dreams. <laughs> like, oh, and sex, there's four things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know.
1: Sometimes, well, well, yeah, I don't know. So, uh, sometimes well, people
0: listen, go listen, go watch his TED Talk and see his little pitch. Oh. And you tell me if. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Good point.
0: If you want to be a venture capitalist and fund this motherfucker.
1: No. Uh, I think well, there's something there, but every good app, every good app that we need solves like a problem of some sort. That doesn't solve any problems. That's like making a problem and then trying mm, to solve it.
0: Yeah, it's not solving anything. Um it didn't work out, so <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> he Speaking like of-
1: Speaking of Crushed Dreams movie. Yeah.
0: Well, he moved to Dubai, so I think he's probably doing fine by now. Mm. Um, But so she, like, disengages from this guy, goes and makes her way to New York, Mm -hmm. and she systematically starts making connections with influencers, like high society, New York people, tech bros, financiers, it boys, it girls. Um, And this is all, I think... Probably with an eye to get some networking and to somehow finance her art club institution idea that she has. <laughs> These and
1: dreams make me
0: <laughs> close my, my
1: eyes, eyes <laughs> every moment <when>
0: I <laughs> uh, Great song, yeah. Um. So yeah, she's she's uh. She's also getting in with, like, a lot of service industry people, which is key when you're trying to, like, wire the city. Uh, Like, people that work in all these swanky restaurants and bars and private clubs and hotels, she's just, like, she's just, you know, befriending and talking up and everything. Well, those are the
1: people that make you feel special when you're out because you're, like, if you know the people working at the hottest restaurants, you could be, like, hey, can you get me on the list tonight? And they're, like, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and you then you are, look important. You look cool. You're like, yeah. I have the best table in yeah. the restaurant. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Or they sometimes will throw you a free bottle of champagne or something. Yeah. Uh. So she tells everybody when she like goes around and networks that she's an heiress of some sort or another. She's like pretty vague. Nobody <laughs> really gets the full story. Like some people think she her dad is a Russian oil baron. Other people think she's just from some sort of rich German family. Nobody she, really knows. She's literally
1: telling people, "I'm an heiress." Oh, to what? Some sort or another.
0: Yeah. Oh, I've <laughs> never really heard. Know. That. Daddy never talks about his business in front of me. <laughs> but yeah, she she's just she's flapping her gums like to the. Like, she's doing it in an artful way, probably. Yeah. yeah. Where people, like, people, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody wants to talk about somebody else. They want to talk about themselves. So she's probably figured this out and just is <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So she's <laughs> she's giving people just enough information to make them think that she's something, she's from some kind of money. And well, she's and like.
1: Yeah, she had to have been good at it. Because if she's just acting like straight trash. None of them are gonna hang out with her. So she must be she must yeah. have like figured out how to be like just sophisticated enough and like under the radar enough.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh so she starts living at this new ish boutique hotel that opened up in the spring of twenty sixteen. Um, called Eleven Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a cool fucking hotel. I like went to their website to see what it looked like. It is mm-hmm really rad um and there was such a new hotel that when she first started staying there um and the people that work there somehow assume that she had a relationship with the hotel's owner that they never get a credit card on file for her uh and they allow her to to pay for most everything in cash like that she needs Um, while she's there, but she basically has an open tab and she'd regularly like slip the hotel workers, like the concierge people, the, the bellhops, the whoever, $100 bills anytime she'd have any kind of like interaction with anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, and it most definitely endeared her to the staff and on top of her being like a cute little white girl with like a vague German accent, (laughs) everybody was like, cool, whatever. Yeah. So she could just get away with whatever. She could just walk around this hotel like in her robe, and nobody gave a shit. Yeah. And she like literally lived there. Like she was just there all the time. Yeah. Uh, so she's she's there. She's racking up tens of thousands of dollars in expenses and putting them all in the room, which there's no credit card to pay for. She <laughs> dines constantly at the super fancy, uh, like in hotel restaurant that's there called uh, Le Cucu, which is a uh, it's the chef is this guy Daniel Rose he's a famous Parisian chef and it's part of the Steven Star restaurant group Steven mm-hmm. Star is like a huge restaurateur um, so this is not a cheap restaurant this is like this is not like your regular hotel bar restaurant this is like a destination restaurant
1: yeah yeah it just happens to be in a hotel
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. Um and she puts all of her food, whatever kind of huge meal she has there, which is probably like at least $300 every time she eats there oh on the on the her room tab. Um yeah, so like I said her motivation uh is really it seems like her her main motivation for all this networking and all these like this like whole persona is to She wants to create this private club, this art institution, or whatever the fuck, and it. And she is like determined to do this, and it helps her weasel her way into some very top financial people, financial people's worlds. Oh Um, my god! So how she really gets her foot in the door is she. So she had this network already set up from working at Purple Magazine. She uh, and through Purple, the the editor in chief who she like befriended basically she endeared herself to she was connected to and befriended a dude named Gabriel Calatrava mm-hmm. who is one of the sons of a fame famous architect uh called Santiago and his family's real estate advisory company called Calatrava Grace ha- helped her kind of get meetings with people and uh they found this space it's like a 45,000 45,000 square foot Uh, space that occupies the Historic Church Missions House, a landmark building, which is on the corner of Park Avenue and 22nd, Mm -hmm. um, which is very, very cool, very Mm -hmm. swanky. And so through her connection with this Calatrava family, she meets with one of their executives, whose name is Michael Jaffe, um, who happened to be a former employee of the building's owner, the space that she's looking at, who is uh, owned by the developer the developer Abby Rosen who Mm. also happened to own 11 Howard, the hotel that she's been living in. Mm. So like already you can kind of see that in New York. It's kind of a small circle of like just top people who know each other. It's if you meet one person then you meet another person, you kind of get these connections going. Um, And you can kind of see this like all is actually a pretty small world when you're dealing with very rich people. Um, Also,
1: I feel like if, if you're meeting this girl and, and she's like, oh yes, like I want to do this thing or whatever. And you're like, oh yeah, she must have money. Like you wouldn't guess that she does, that she's faking it.
0: Right. Especially if she like somehow has these connections to legit people. Yeah.
1: And she has like grandiose ideas of like.
0: Yeah. It's like very, it's very disarming and it's very like, oh, okay. Uh, she's a rich kid. Cool. Yeah. Uh. And she wants to be taken seriously, quote unquote, by all these people. So mm-hmm. she's – she really like pursues meeting all these big name dudes. Um, and so through this Michael Jaffe guy um, – oh, and going back to like the the developer who owns this building, Abby mm-hmm. Rosen, mm-hmm. I think that's – she like drops his name and he kind of verifies when she starts living at the hotel and that's why they kind of like brush off the whole credit card thing mm. in the very beginning. That's like what I think, but I don't yeah. know.
1: Yeah, no, th- I think that's right.
0: Because that, that just makes no sense. I've never heard of a hotel like <laughs> being like totally fine with not having a credit card on file, which is well, crazy.
1: this is weirder to me because – so they – like the reason they allowed it is because they they – she said, oh, I'm going to wire transfer you – some money. Uh, so don't yeah. worry. And then, yeah. She's like,
0: when the bill, when I need to move on, I'll just wire transfer you the money.
1: Yeah. But I think even throughout, cause like, it's not like no one noticed she was racking up this crazy bill and then like a month later, you know, right. it's like, they're, they're like, oh, Hey, you know, um, we just want to make sure we get some money from you. You've been here a few days now, blah, blah, blah. She, yeah. I'll wire you some money. And I think maybe she did like a few little small increments. Mm-hmm. so that they were always like oh she's good
0: appeased yeah and yeah. They, and yeah. every time she'd have any kind of interaction like I said before she'd slip a hundred dollar bill to yeah. you know or and buy people gifts and stuff like yeah. it was she just seemed good for it
1: yeah like she was like throwing money around enough that they were like
0: they're oh, like oh yeah, yeah. she's yeah. legit
1: yeah but that's also fucking dumb as shit
0: yeah so yeah so she starts meeting these like big name people in like uh in food and beverage world like, really, really high-end food and beverage world. Mm-hmm. Um, there, She, like, met with the uh, Richie Notar, who is one of the f- founders of Nobu. Uh, mm-hmm. He, like, did a walkthrough of the building with her. Oh. And then, like, all these, like, kind of high-end restaurateur kind of people. Yeah. So, from there, she just kind of gets in and works on finding funding from, like, uh, independent investors – Mm -hmm. Um, but then she decides she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't want anybody telling her what to do. So she decides she's going to just pretend that she has money and work on getting a loan. Um, which I, I, I don't even know how she does this, but she does it. Uh, she, she goes to, uh, some of her finance friends. Like, she's like, how do I like get a loan for for my space for the thing I want to do.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, one of her friends has her get in touch with Joel Cohen, who's best known as the prosecutor of Jordan Belfort, AKA the Wolf of Wall Street. Mm. Um, so this guy Cohen has, has worked at a firm called Gibson Dunn, which is known for, uh, it's real estate practice. He puts her in touch with this dude named Andy Lance, who's a partner who happened to have the exact expertise of what she needed. So he, she has all these people on her side. So when she goes to, she fills out their, their, the Gibson Dunn new client intake form, um, where she has like check boxes that you know says that promises that she has the resources to pay, wouldn't embarrass the firm, and then this guy Andy Lance puts her in touch with several large financial financial institutions, including a Los Angeles based. City National Bank, and the Fortress Investment Group. So when somebody like like this Andy Lance dude, who's a partner at this huge real estate firm, um, gets involved and you hear from him and he's connected to her and you're like a big bank or an investment group, you're like, oh, okay, this is legit. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know? Like they um, must have done their homework, so we're good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, like, even emailed on behalf of her explaining, like, what she needed and um, needs the loan because her, quote, personal assets, which are quite substantial, are located outside of the U.S., uh, some of them in the trust with UBS outside the U.S. So,
1: (laughs) you know, there's an easy way to check that, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's so, Yeah. And so then, like, but, you know, they're still doing their due diligence. And so Banker at City National um, asked to see the UBS statements. um, And that banker received a list of figures from a man named Peter W. Henneke. And nobody knows if this Peter guy is even real, but he, he basically, he, quote, Quote, unquote, yeah. who knows if this is a real person. He just ends up stringing along City National for a little while. And Anna gets in touch and says, oh, this this Peter dude is the head of her family's office. So.
1: Yeah. That, Peter Henneke at AOL.com.
0: Yeah. Literally. Literally. <laughs> They're like, uh, do you work for any financial institution? They're like,
1: are you someone's grandpa? Yeah. Or-
0: Literally, it's so weird. So, but that whole, that whole thing ties up the bank, and she's, like, kind of legit, like, getting, about to get money.
1: They probably all had, like, bad feelings about it, but because there were so many, like, high-profile people tied to it, they're like, okay, I guess it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So... So I, I drop all these names because once she's like in this world, this like finance world, uh, she's, (laughs) she's like kind of in the room with all these other high profile people. For example, Martin Shkreli, uh, is (gasps) somehow gets in her orbit, uh, because of all the financial people she's now interacting with.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh. This fucking guy. I don't know if you guys remember this guy. He is the uh, the pharma bro who jacked up the price of like I don't like um diff- a lot of different drugs, but specifically like I think HIV drugs. Yeah. And like epipens and stuff to yeah. like fuck up the market so that <laughs> people couldn't get like people have to pay for this stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, he's a piece of shit, but he ended up going to jail. So good. Yeah
1: yeah he's in jail
0: yeah
1: because it was it was ruled unfair right it was like it was yeah it was like total
0: he like fuck he like cornered the market and fucked it up and they were like yeah you piece of shit you can't do that um yeah but good news is that she made him feel like a real fucking nerd whenever she interacted with him (laughs) 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 uh yeah and um she like hosts a she hosts dinners and she's like doing all this stuff, like being social. And so all these people are coming into her orbit. Macaulay Culkin, at one point, was at a dinner that she hosted. Um, Andre Saravia, Sar- Saravia, mm. uh, who's an owner of the nightclub Le Baron, which is a famous nightclub in New York City and in Paris. I have a question. Um, yeah,
1: she does have money at this point, right? Didn't she got some sort of loan?
0: Yeah, I think okay. she must have got some money from from the uh, from City National.
1: Yeah, so she got like so so
0: like a line of credit or some yeah, sort she, that they, yeah. that uh, an account was opened.
1: Cool. Okay, because that's how yeah. you know, like she, she ha she we're kind of like talking about this some of this is happening at the same time that she's like getting giving hundreds to people and stuff like she's securing little pockets of money
0: here Mm -hmm. and there
1: and then she's using that to look like really wealthy yes meanwhile as she
0: as she like integrates herself into these like upper echelon spaces yeah where where these like very important people are um to because oh sorry Oh, no, I was just going to say, just to, like, look the part.
1: Yeah, and I was going to say, also, like, because you can't just, it like, you can't just work your way into a circle like this and leech. They'll know right away. You yeah. You have to do your part. So, like, you know, she has to have, it's like, it's like, you got to have money to make money sort of thing. Like, right. you know, where she's, like, spreading enough around at these parties or at these dinners or whatever to like play the part so that, and then they're reciprocating with her and she's in this scene.
0: Yeah. And I mean, having fucking Macaulay Culkin just show up to one of your parties (laughs) is like, is cool, you know, or like, or, or the, the nightclub owner guy, the Andre guy. Um, and, and anybody who knows who's like in this like scene, yeah. of super rich people know like can look and be like oh there's so-and-so oh there's so-and-so oh she knows so-and-so
1: yeah yeah like she
0: must be legit so um another person she uh, attached herself to um was this guy named michael uh shufu hong mm-hmm. um he was the collector and founder of beijing's m woods museum mm. um they like at one point went on a really crazy vacation together And she was like, oh, yeah, I got it. I'll foot the bill, pay for everything. Um, But obviously she didn't. And somehow, (laughs) somehow got him to pick up the entire $60,000 bill.
1: Oh, my Um, God. But he's,
0: like, super rich. So he, like, didn't really care that much. uh, And then he nearly forgot about it until she had a birthday party that was, like, put on by a PR company. And like at this like super private club and then she never paid them. And then he realized like, oh, Something's I don't think weird. she's legit. Yeah. Uh, but that didn't come till a little bit later until <laughs> way after this uh, this whole 60K bill that he he footed for their vacation. Oh my God. Um, uh, She also got to know a, a woman named Rachel Williams who's a photo editor for Vanity Fair. We'll talk a little bit more about her in a little bit. Um, but I highly, highly recommend reading, uh, her article, uh, in Vanity Fair called My Misadventure with the Magician of Manhattan. Mm. Um, she also befriended this woman named, uh, Neff Davis, who was the 11 Howard concierge, mm-hmm. who's one of the main sources, uh, of this really, really excellent article from, uh, The Cut, mm-hmm. uh, it's the New York Magazine style and culture publication, The Cut, yeah, uh, by Jessica Pressler. So, highly recommend reading both of those articles um, for the full full picture. And that's where we like mostly got all of this information.
1: Yeah, for this piece, episode, they piece everything together really well. Yeah, it's still some of it is still a little like hazy, like in terms of timing and stuff for me because. Like, I know a lot of it was happening at the same time, but like, just exactly yeah. how she's taking money to pay these people. Cause she almost was running her own Ponzi scheme, but it was like for totally. herself. Yeah, like totally. It, it was really weird. And um, it's hard.
0: Yeah, it's hard to nail down like the exact timeline. But yeah, just to be clear, this is like all from like, I want to say from the time she was like in Paris, that was around like 2015, mm-hmm. um, working for Purple. And then she like got to. Um New York around two thousand and sixteen maybe like late two thousand sixteen yeah uh starts work or starts living uh at the eleven howard probably early twenty seventeen mm-hmm. i want to say um so that's kind of the that's seems what the timeline is, but it all kind of starts to to crumble <laughs> towards the end of twenty seventeen and we'll start talking about that in a second, but yeah. Um, Real quick, the uh, one of the last uh, people that just came out in the news as somebody who she was attached to, mm-hmm. um, is uh, this guy Billy McFarland, who if you remember, this guy was the uh, organizer. I want to say organizer in massive quote quotation marks because he uh,
1: <laughs> proprietor or I... yeah, I don't know.
0: No, he 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 was the organizer of the Fire Festival. Yeah. Uh if you guys don't remember the Fire Festival was a fucking nightmarish debacle where they basically he he and Ja was it Ja Rule?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah. They like tried to put on this like super swanky um uh festival.
1: Like a music <laughs> festival, lifestyle like, festival.
0: Yeah, where people would go to this island and they have their own private villas and it was like yeah. Bella Hadid and, like, the Kardashians were all, like, kind of talking it up. And, and yeah. as it turns out, it was a fucking – nothing was there, basically. No, that People- everyone
1: showed up to the island and there was, like, fucking tents and cheese sandwiches.
0: Yeah, it was – that was literally what it was. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, so God. he himself was a grifter, but she – uh, Anna somehow attached herself to this guy – uh. He so this guy is in jail also, by the way, um, <laughs> the, the fuck up of uh, of the fire festival led to uh, him pleading guilty to one count of wire fraud and uh, a scheme to defraud investors, as well as a second count of wire fraud related to a, another scheme uh, to defraud a ticket vendor, which was uh, <laughs> selling fake tickets to the Met Gala and to Coachella.
1: Oh my god! Dude, <laughs> this no, guy's a piece of shit. So what a piece uh, of shit.
0: Yeah. So I don't feel bad for her. She leached off this guy. I wouldn't. I want to say like in 2016 this happened. Yeah. Uh, I I don't have an exact like. There's no way to know because they. People, this is just being reported that this happened. Yeah. Uh He. Uh, <laughs> according to page six, he, at one point let her stay at the at their soho loft headquarters of his oh he also owned this credit card company called magnesis Hmm. for like for a while which ended up being Hmm. another fucking scam Mm -hmm. uh it was like basically a credit card company that made uh black cards that would be linked to its members other credit card accounts i don't know it was it was a full on scam, oh my uh, but he let her stay at their like head uh, the credit card headquarters while she was like mid grift and uh...
1: <laughs> your mid grift showing
0: we could yeah. all, we could see you out
1: here trying to make things happen it's not working
0: yeah she she's like yeah can I just stay at your loft for a couple of days and he's like yeah okay uh, and she ended up <laughs> staying there for months. <laughs> And he's like, um, okay. And people said he was reportedly, quote, too polite and non-confrontational to actually tell her to leave. Um, Oh, my God. You know what I think? I think he was just like, I recognize a grifter when I see one because I am a grifter. I'm I'm just going to see (laughs) how this plays out. (laughs) I was going
1: to say like it probably like didn't work out for them long term because like you you can't both be phonies and be together like someone needs to be real for like it to work but that's really funny also I was confused because before she moved into um 11 Howard I was like where did she live before that but she was living at these credit card headquarters (laughs) yeah
0: literally <laughs> oh and to be clear it was like a cool loft like it wasn't yeah, yeah, like yeah. an office building or something no but it i was like, like
1: no i like that she lived in a cubicle fucking <laughs> next to yeah. like ted's desk or whatever Un- it's under like-, like
0: some fluorescent lights yeah <laughs> well this and is they
1: Ted, our billing manager you can move <laughs> into the cubicle next to him
0: and apparently they like literally just had to move their offices to like get her to leave
1: oh my god that's how
0: that's how they got her out so oh, my weird. God.
1: She didn't just, like, follow them with her little box? No.
0: Yeah, they're, like, they, like, packed up the office and, like, were, like, oh, we're moving to a new location and didn't tell her. Oh, my know. God. It's so <laughs> fucked. Uh, yeah, so she's, uh, so in the meantime, like, after all this, like, so she dupes all these people that I just mentioned. Uh-huh. Uh, I think th- that the fact that it came out that she duped the, the – The fire Festival guy is just such sweet, sweet justice. Oh, yeah. Um, So in the meantime, though, while she's, like, bilking all these people, she's also trying to secure that $22 million loan. (laughs) Um, She's also skipping out on restaurant bills, hotel bills, expenses for services she's hiring to, like, brand her quote-unquote business. Oh, my God. Um, She's racking up a huge bill at the the Eleven Howard, um and they finally call that shit in like a- after probably asking her for like months to do the wire transfer they're finally yeah. like hey so your bills over $30,000 <laughs> <laughs> can you um can you get that money to us and she's like yes yes of course darling yeah. um uh, <laughs> and she's like she's like i'll get i'll get you the money And somehow it sort of gets resolved. But then she hops on a private plane and juts off to Omaha to go to some fucking conference and meet Warren Buffett. I don't know. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. And I was <laughs> just like, what is
0: happening?
1: I think she, she gets – it's either the loan that she secured that we talked about or she gets some other sort of loan and she is yeah. able to pay the $30,000 bill. So then they're like, yeah. oh, okay. But yeah. then it starts again. Like, yeah. Like then- she pays it but doesn't give them a working credit card.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it it takes like a like, you know, x amount of days for it to clear yeah. and it just doesn't clear. Yeah, yeah. Like it starts it's like it comes through and then it just doesn't. Um I Ugh. think with wire transfers, uh I used to do a lot of them when I worked in politics. Uh they they can sometimes take up to 10 days um to clear in certain bank accounts, so that could be what the the oh like waiting process was and they're like, "Okay, it's in it's in in transit. Cool." Um, so <laughs> Eleven Howard's like, bitch, you're done. And they while she's in Omaha, they literally like pack up her room, put all her shit in storage, and uh change the like code to her door. Uh and she comes back and she's just like totally offended and she's like friends with the concierge neff and she's like oh, can you believe this? And Neff's like, well, you didn't pay your bill, bitch. Um, <laughs> and then she's like, hey, Neff, come with me to Morocco. Uh, let's go on vacation. Yeah. I got to get away from it all. <laughs> I'll pay,
1: I'll foot the bill.
0: Yeah, she's like, I'll pay for your plane ticket, everything. Yeah. Uh, and this this girl, Neff, is like totally tempted, but she ends up not being able to do it because she can't take time off of work. Yeah. Um, but she invites a couple other lady friends. Um, so she's just like, I'm just going to take off to Morocco. I rented a $7,000 a night Riyadh and <laughs> let's go. <sighs> oh. So she goes to Morocco. Yeah. Who Doesn't Do you, she
1: bring? Uh... Yeah, go ahead. Tell, oh, say, oh. say
0: all the things.
1: Okay. I was going to say, she brings some friends and the one of the people she brings is rachel from vanity fair the article that aaron recommended reading uh yeah the, the the
0: photographer editor or yeah, whatever yeah
1: yeah they're the photog from yeah vanity fair very shishy.
0: rachel um, williams photo editor from vanity fair
1: yeah. And the other person is and I don't know this person's name, but she's her personal trainer. So like at some point she was like I want to get a hot bod to match all my money that I'm pretending I have. Yeah. And she works with a personal trainer who's like a little bit older and like I think feels bad for her and so I think she's
0: like a life coach too, right? Yeah. She, yeah. yeah, she's
1: like a um a life coach and so she's like you know they kind of have a lot of heart to hearts, especially as like she's, especially as the uh, eleven Howard is like hounding her for money and stuff. She's like really upset and and so uh, they ha- have a friendship. And so she's like, "You guys come with me, let's go." Um, so they go to Marrakesh and they do their thing there. And I think somehow they're it's fine while they're in Marrakesh. But then they get to Casablanca.
0: For like a couple days, yeah. For a couple like, days. Things yeah. are fine. Things, things are fine.
1: Things are fine. And then um they're there and they come up to them, uh, and they're like, Listen, your credit card's not working and you've already racked up a shit a shitload of money.
0: Like at the place she's staying.
1: Yeah. Like yeah, they're they're at like- the hotel. And the hotel people are like listen
0: and it's like a private hotel like it's hard to explain it's like like, fancy it's very fancy but there's like an entire staff that's like waiting on them yeah but they're like like pretty much there by themselves and and this is like the seven thousand dollar a night place
1: dude so probably after one night they're like (laughs) yeah we uh your credit card's not working we need to stop you right here and so she like gives them like I think this is when she like gives them a bunch of other numbers nothing's working they're like listen you don't have any money you you need to pay us someone needs to pay us we're gonna have you arrested and by this time the personal trainer got like vacation diarrhea or something so she had to go she had to leave so she went back home she wasn't even in this yeah situation so yeah. um so Rachel the Vanity Fair photographer is like fuck. Like, what are we gonna do?
0: She like, they're has, like threatening. Yeah, they're to gonna arrest like we're gonna arrest all. you. Yeah. yeah,
1: because like she can't be like, oh well, she said she would pay for it. They're like, someone needs to pay for this right now. Yeah. So she gives them her American Express credit card that I think was like her work credit card that she used yeah. for expenses, and she put. Oh, she had to put up. They had racked up what sixty two thousand dollars. Yep. On that trip, um, and she had to put that all on her credit card. Yeah. And of course, like, fucking little grif- Miss Grifter was like, oh, no, don't worry. I'll, like, I'll get you. It's fine. Like, I got you back. And, like, she never saw yeah. the money.
0: Um, yeah. They get back to, yeah, they, they get out of this because of the the Vanity Fair woman. Yeah. Gets them out of it and they go back to New York.
1: Yeah. But she, okay. So, so Anna has nowhere to stay at this point. Because
0: remember she'd been kicked out of the out of 11 Howard.
1: Yeah, and Her, I think she was kicked out of a hotel after that too, right? Yeah, she
0: tried to stay in a couple different really swanky places. Yeah. yeah. Uh including the W and yeah. uh the Bowery, I think. And yeah. they she would stay for a couple of days, they'd be like your credit card on file isn't working. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Um
1: Yeah, so she gets back to New York. She's like calling around to hotels. She's the Ace Hotels like She's like, "Can I stay here?" They're like, "No." She calls for the fucking Hilton Times Square. She's like, "Can I stay here?" They're like, "No." She calls the fucking like Holiday Inn Queens. She's like, <laughs> "Can I stay here?" They're like, "Bitch, you phony. No."
0: Yeah, they're like, is that is that a hundred dollar bill or just a piece of paper? Because I don't think so.
1: She's like, can I pay with my money order? And they're like, you need a credit card to stay in a hotel anywhere yeah, even, in America. Okay, even the We're Holiday Inn
0: Express is yeah. like, absolutely not, bitch. She's like,
1: um, excuse me, but the Eleven Howard let me stay there for over a month, and I didn't have a credit card. And they're like, well, they dumb. So they we- are
0: dumb. Yeah. <laughs> You need to get yeah.
1: the fuck up out of here before. So we she call has the
0: cops. she's like literally homeless now. So she's yeah. nowhere to stay.
1: No. And I think like a couple friends, like the personal trainer, hadn't yet heard of the Casablanca debacle. incident. Yeah. So so they were like, um so she's like calling around, she's like, Hey, I don't have money right now and like it's like in between paychecks or whatever whatever lies she's saying. And yeah. she's like, Can you just like buy me a night at this hotel or whatever? and they're like okay so like some of the like kind mm. of fringe friends she's made are like yes then um then i think uh, uh that stops after like 3 nights and yeah. everyone's like no i can't pay for you so then she fucking shows up at the personal trainer's apartment and she like calls from downstairs and the doorman's like your friends here she's like really upset and she's like okay so she like comes down she's like oh um, and I was like, can I come up and, like, stay with you for a little bit? And the personal trainer's like, I'm on a date.
0: Yeah, like, like, I'm trying to get it in with this dude in my apartment. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> And she's like, oh, well, like, it's fine. I'll just, like, stay out of the way. And she's like, um, okay, I guess you can come up and, like, stay tonight. But, like, that's it. Yeah. And so she, like, comes upstairs and just, like, starts drink- Like, she, like, just starts drinking their wine and eating their charcuterie plate and, like, <laughs> fucking.
0: She's like, do you have any water? <laughs> yeah. Sparkling. Um, (laughs) Let me just have that last Pellegrino. Thanks. (sighs)
1: she like this bitch they're like sitting on the couch like Netflix and chilling and she just like squeezes in between them and like yeah takes the blanket
0: yeah she's like oh can I change a channel this, this just sucks
1: <laughs> I hate this movie yeah um, yeah so, yeah she's like all distraught and then I think like the next day she goes out for a cigarette or something she's like gone for like two seconds and fucking the personal trainer gathers up all her shit takes it downstairs and it's like don't let that lady come back into my house
0: because
1: yeah. she had reached out to Rachel, uh-huh. like during that time, because remember they went on vacation together. And she's like, "What's going on?" She's here, and she's like, "Oh, um, she owes me sixty two thousand dollars. She's a phony."
0: <gasps> oh my god!
1: So she's like telling her doorman, she's like, "Don't let her, don't let her back up." And he, yeah, the
0: personal trainer's like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, uh, tells her like doorman, like, "Yeah, do not tell tell this bitch that I'm gone. Like, yeah. I don't, like, don't here. let her back." <laughs> I had to had an emergency, had to leave. Do not yeah. let her back up. Uh,
1: but she comes back, and the and the doorman's like just texting up to the lady, like she's still here. She's like crying, and yeah. she's like, I don't care, I don't want her here.
0: Yeah. Uh, she literally <laughs> sat there until midnight. Like she was like, I'm a hostage in my own apartment. I can't leave. <laughs> so good. Uh, yeah. So. It's crazy. And in the meantime, this poor woman, Rachel, uh, the Vanity Fair photographer, is just like freaking the fuck out because she um, she is out 60000 That's like more than she makes a year.
1: Dude.
0: She's like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Um, and then, so I guess they all kind of get together. Like her, like last, the personal trainer, uh, Rachel... And, um, a couple other friends get together and confront Anna about her fuckery (laughs) and they're like, what is going on? And because they all at this point in time know about this, the, the debacle in Morocco, um, and the fact that she still hasn't, the Morocco, (laughs) the fact that she still hasn't paid poor, poor Rachel back, who's like not in a position to have spent that much money at all. Um, and they're just like what are you doing
1: and then just they... like but can, but like you guys are picking up brunch right yeah
0: <laughs> exactly and in the meantime all of her debts are getting called in she is getting caught as fuck right now she oh is oh my god she's so remember how she was trying to get that 22 million dollar loan she yeah. like this is like in November of 2016 that's when she secured the hundred thousand dollar line of credit somehow. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know, yeah. and I think this is how she she was like keeping it all moving, like had always yeah. had money in her pocket. Is mm-hmm. with this, uh, and this, but this line of credit was to fulfill a due diligence requirement with the larger investment company that she was trying to have fund her little project. Um, <laughs> and they and they end up giving her the money, but she freaks out kind of midway through the whole transaction, and just. Just backs out, but all, but hangs on to fifty five thousand dollars of that line of credit. Oh my god! And still has the account open for it. And she starts, you know, going on shopping sprees. Um, and then she starts depositing bad checks into this account. So she ends up depositing one hundred sixty thousand dollars worth of bad checks into this into this account. And she manages to draw seventy grand from the account before the checks are returned. Which is how that's how she managed to like weasel out of the eleven Howard, uh, bill, um, and then she realizes like towards the end of the road like she is truly fucked. Yes. So she just starts forging wire transfer receipts. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so she, she 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 sends these phony wire transfer receipts to a bunch of people including City National, the, mm-hmm. the bank that had given her the hundred thousand dollar line of credit, um and and like opened that account for her for the, the, the larger investment company. Yeah. Uh she forged one to Rachel Williams and a bunch of other, you know, places around town. Um and, and then as it turns out her family advisor, Pete Peter Henicky. Uh-huh. uh she had killed him off hypoth- well, he wasn't a real person but she like claimed that he died so, when people started asking more questions like yeah. the banks and stuff who are like so like emailing the peter hennecke guy they're like asking all these questions and she's like he's dead please don't, don't disturb our family at this time yeah she's
1: like they're like um so this peter hennecke and she's like what <laughs> Why
0: would you bring him up? Yeah, yeah. She like killed this fake guy off yeah. so that she wouldn't have to answer any more questions <laughs> to the bank. Uh, and I think I read that the phone number she had on like whatever form she filled out from him on her behalf. It was like a number to like a local bodega or some shit.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say it was like 212-555-5555. Yeah.
0: One, two, three, four. <laughs> So she wrote all these bad checks around town. She had all this debt, and it was all just getting called in, and she got arrested yeah. finally. And it and it and it was like this poor Rachel uh, woman, the Vanity Fair photographer, who was like, it. She like had gone around trying to figure out what to do. She like did not know what to do. She was yeah. like, I just got swindled out of like sixty two thousand dollars. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked. I'm fucked.
1: Yeah. And
0: she like would she like went to a. a um like civil claims court and they were just like this exceeds the amount of trying to file a civil lawsuit you need to like check it you like she like went to law, like all the law enforcement they she finally got on the right track and they were like and she i think she called um like a fraud division of like the police department or something and they were like oh we've been investigating this person Oh, my God. Um, so you definitely have a claim. You definitely have – you're going to have to be involved in this investigation. Oh. Uh, she, like, stood trial. She gave her whole fucking um, thing. Um, so anyway, that was a little bit later. But when – she had all these misdemeanor charges pending that they were going to arrest her on, mm-hmm. um, which she she knew she was about to get caught. So what she did, she, dep- she deposited two more blast bad checks into an account at another bank uh and she got eighty two hundred dollars from from that and then she goes hops on a plane to california and she got arrested in california um right outside of passages in malibu oh which is a rehab facility
1: yeah fancy one
0: (laughs) yeah a really fancy one uh and then they like
1: uh, can you buy a plane ticket with cash uh how did she get there
0: I, I think you might be able to, like, at the front desk.
1: Okay. Like, at the airport. Or unless
0: maybe you, like, buy, like, American Express gift cards or something. <gasps>
1: yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. You know? I don't
0: sense. know. Yeah, um, I don't know. So they toss her ass back on a plane back to New York, to face, and she faces six counts of grand larceny and attempted grand larceny in addition to theft of services, according to the indictment. And the um, Manhattan District Attorney's Office said the damage might be as high as two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars.
1: Oh my God.
0: Which is crazy. Um yeah. So oh. guys, she's in prison now.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I. even though I mean two hundred and seventy five thousand is a lot, but also seems low almost to me.
0: I know. I don't think that's the full Oh oh damage. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that I I mean that is like what's officially accounted for, like based on all the claims that have come forward from different banks and yeah, like different financial financial institutions and uh like hotels whatever that are like owed money from her.
1: And there might Which be people. There, there might be people individual that, like, people. Yeah, yeah, gave her money and just like wrote it off like the rich guy that like footed the bill for that vacation. Yeah, he it's made like, like little bits her here money. and there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god
0: um who knows so there's all these like small claims like probably floating around to like in addition to that uh initial figure Mm -hmm. which it's still a lot of money but it's because she didn't get very far yeah like with if she would have if she would have like gone as far as she could have gone with the uh like the bank loans and stuff yeah uh, she who knows
1: she didn't go full made off
0: no, no, she didn't go full made off. <laughs> no. Not not in any way. No, she um, went like a quarter
1: made off. Not yeah, even.
0: Yeah. Um
1: even. yeah, but she I love uh that when she got to jail. She was like uh ta- you know, you know like it's like what are you in here for? Oh, like financial crime or whatever and then she like got into the group with like Oh, the and other... by the
0: way, she's at oh. Rikers. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Dude, that's hardcore.
0: That's hardcore. Yeah. It's um, like not
1: No. There's like people who've done some
0: shit. She's in prison with murderers.
1: Yeah, yeah, and she's like, oh, like I'm like a cute little socialite. You could look at her Instagram, and it's like uh, so trying so hard to be artsy. Um, ooh, we should write her a letter. She has like a uh, her address there. How you? Oh, send totally. Her oh um, my god, that'd be weird. But uh, she. She's, like, in prison and everyone's, like, what are you in for? She's, like, financial shit. And they're, like, oh, the financial girls are all over there. And they're all, like, um, hi. And then she, like, goes over there and then they're, all like, um, come join us. And she's, like, so how'd you get here? How'd you get here? And they're, like, oh, I, like, stole other people's identities and, like, racked up a millions of dollars worth of, like, debt. And then she's, like, oh, that's – you could do that? I didn't even know you could do that.
0: Yeah, and then they, like, fucking teach her how to, <laughs> yeah. how to steal people's identities. She is like – She's in the school of hard knocks, guys. She's learning she's learning uh at the feet of like seasoned criminals now. She was she might have been in like the upper echelons like totally scamming people, but like but she, she could oh, she yeah. could have gone way further if she just would have had a little bit of education about it
1: these are like fucking toddler crimes she committed she's like on these like baby crimes and they're all like um no i am a full-fledged adult i've stolen identities and yeah gotten millions and it's like like, oh wow
0: yeah so she's like she's picking up all this info from these girls in prison now (laughs) um and she's like very interested with all the murderers that are there it's yeah just so it is just so much um and she says uh she actually likes prison uh. okay <laughs> the only good thing that's coming out of all this you guys is that shonda Rhimes has acquired the rights to the new york Times magazine piece the, the from the cut um and she is going to develop a network's original series based on oh, it. Oh, my God. Based on this crazy story. Shonda <sighs> motherfucking rhymes, it's gonna you guys. going to be so
1: good. I want to write this. The
0: creator of Grey's Anatomy. And Scandal. Uh, and Scandal. And all the other most amazing, best TV shows of all time.
1: Yeah. What other ones?
0: How to Get know. Away with Murder.
1: Oh, okay. I haven't watched that one.
0: Oh, so good. Um, yeah, I will watch the fuck out of that. I will watch
1: this because I like the, yeah, I really like the whole idea.
0: Yeah. Um, but she's in prison. You guys, if you want to write to Anna Delvey, she's there. She's at Rikers. Um, and apparently she's just living it up.
1: Yeah. Fucking, she doesn't have to pretend in there. Maybe it's like a break. Maybe like, Yeah. maybe it's like really actually comforting to her because she's like. Totally. I don't have to pretend in here. Everyone knows I don't have money because I'm here.
0: Yeah. No, she still insists that she's good for it. Like, if she's (laughs) like, if they, if they, because there's, she's, she can't be released on bail, I think, because she's like a flight risk. Oh my God. So she's, uh... (laughs) they they don't have a bail set for her she's like yeah but if they just set the bail like i would just be able to bail myself out oh
1: gosh there's so i feel like there's so many details to this that we didn't even go over that i, I know of, but it's just a lot and it's a it's lot like, read the articles and there's lots read the of articles little treasures yeah oh my
0: god the vanity fair article and the uh the article from the cut uh, from yeah. new york yeah new york magazine um some people call her a modern day robin hood uh robbing from the rich and handing out hundreds to the hotel workers and uber <laughs> drivers but uh i don't know i think she's just a piece of shit <laughs> yeah
1: or was she doing the lord's work we don't know
0: i don't know no it's we hard know. to she's say a piece of shit yeah she sucks <laughs> um get a job yeah like get a real job like just
1: <laughs> i hope she has to clean the toilets at the jail now
0: Ugh, god willing who knows? Yeah, who knows. Um, yeah, that's all I, I guess I could say about her. Um, yeah, she's wild, man, mm. and uh, she just really went the extra mile.
1: Yeah, Anna Delvey.
0: Anna Delvey. Um, yeah, follow us on social medias mm-hmm. at, at DTFU Podcast everywhere: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, send us an email if you'd like DTFU Podcast. At gmail.com. Yeah. Or you could just go to our website, dtfupodcast.com. And Love that has it. all the things on there that will direct you to all the places um, where you can contact us. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Don't be a grifter, guys. No. Don't get grifted.
1: Yeah, don't get grifted.
0: Be, uh, be on your game. Spot the... Um, the flim-flam men and women in, in your life and say, you know, we could be friends, but don't take money from me.
1: That sounds like a know. really <laughs> fun bar game, like spot the grifter.
0: Yee. There's got to be one in every crowd. Oh, there always is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, guys. Uh Be excellent to each other and to yourselves. Mm, yeah. Tell a friend about the podcast.
1: Oh, tell a friend. Yeah, that's excellent.
0: Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 (laughs)